Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to a new podcast, The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. This episode was recorded at the beginning of February. Hello and welcome to The Paddock and the Pavilion. On today's show, we have gone back to Capital Kids Cricket to chat to one of their inclusion coaches, Denise O'Neill, who does fantastic work coaching in the London hospitals. You will remember in episode 22, I spoke to Denise's boss, Ratan, the CEO of Capital Kids Cricket. Enjoy today's extra podcast. Hello, Denise. At last we speak. It's great to catch up with you on the paddock and the pavilion. Hi, Steve. I know it's taken forever, hasn't it? But I'm finally here. I'm a bit nervous, but I'm hoping to have a lovely long chat with you today. Well, you'll be fine. Um, How are you? Busy, scared, anxious? I'm a bit anxious. I'm still working because obviously the hospital stuff that I do um, is slightly different. So I've gone from doing PE sessions to now back in the classroom with the children um, doing their GCSEs and then additional PE comes in at any point in the day. You know, they might say, Denise, we've had enough now. Can we go and do some cricket or can we go and play whatever? And that's what we've been doing. So I'm fortunate enough that one of the hospitals, the Chelsea Hospital, Chelsea and um, Kensington, have been really good with me. So I do three days a week in the mental health unit. Yeah, it's challenging. So, Denise, what's it like travelling at the moment into London? Oh, it's it's scary, to be fair. Um I don't like travelling, don't like travelling because I've got to get the tube in and obviously because I'm in school for night, half past nine, so I'm going in with everybody else. It's it's quite busy, it's quite busy. Um, I panic if someone comes and stands beside me on the platform um, and then when you get on the tube, you know, people that want to come and sit beside you and it always, it makes me quite ignorant in a way because as soon as someone comes near me, I kind of turn away. I turn my back on them and it, because I'm scared. I'm scared. So I go in with a mask and a visor 
to go on the tube. It, like, it's ridiculous, but it's the only way that I can keep myself safe, you know, and obviously going into the children in the hospital in our, in our protective bubble, I, I've got the extra worry of catching it and then giving it to the kids. So uh, my, only, my only blessing now is that we're doing our lateral flow tests twice a week. So Monday and Wednesday, I test myself at home before I go into work just know, so that I know that I'm safe. And then when we get there, we test all the children. Right. So, so uh, but it is, yeah, it's worrying. So you're taking every precaution you can. Yeah. Yeah. As much as you possibly can. Right. Yeah. And obviously I've learned, don't touch my face and yeah, it's all this mad stuff, you know, don't touch my phone. And it's, it's just, it's, it's just learning new skills that you kind of take for granted. I never realized how many times I actually touch my face. Mm. Yeah. Until I can't do it, I'm almost sitting on my hands <laughs> on the tube. But it's you know it's 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 the way it has to be. It has to be it has to be some sort of normality. Um, and I sat at home for five months, so it kind it does help. It does help going into work, but it's the worrying part is getting in. On today's show, we're going to chat about your role as an in- inclusion coach with Capital Kids Cricket, working with Ratan who appeared on episode 22 of the programme, um, and your love of, of cricket. But let's start by asking, what are, what are you now doing coaching-wise in lockdown three? So in, in lockdown three, it's, it's easier now for me than it was in lockdown two, because really? obviously everybody's more, but yeah, everyone's more prepared now, but I'm in one bubble. So where before I was doing Great Ormond Street, we can't get in there anymore Evelina Children's Hospital we're actually doing online teams lessons with the children in the dialysis unit so we've gone back to doing all hand-eye coordination stuff you know we've given them they've got sheets and it'd be like how many back taps or how many catches and it's just to keep some sort of normality you yeah. know, because yeah. they're used to seeing us for the like the last 15 years um, and then to not have us at all. So the school have been really good at accommodating that. So um, Ray and I do do Tuesdays all day now on a Tuesday going into the, the hospital through, through teams. We've got one little girl in particular, uh, Evelina. She likes to throw the ball at the screen. So when she throws the ball at the screen, Ray and I go, ah! Oh! out like she's knocked us over so she's now interacting probably more than she did before because she thinks it's funny that she can throw the ball at the ipad and we fall over and then my my chelsea stuff i'm now reduced to one site where i used to be in three and just yeah again it's the supporting the children um, for my sanity as well so it's, yeah, it's challenging, but it, it can be done. It can be done. You know, you just got to adapt, haven't you, Steve, to everything that you do now in life, everything you've got to be able to adapt. So, and I drive the minibus as well, which is kind of fun because I'm like Edie McCready. What does the minibus involve, uh, Denise? So the minibus uh, belongs to Chelsea School. So um, I decided last year, just b- before COVID, to actually do my minibus licence so that the days I'm in, I could take the children out. Didn't realise how important it actually would be because now I can drive the children over, say, to Hyde Park 
um, and we go for our walks. And obviously, there's parakeets in Hyde Park, and the children love to go and feed the parakeets. So it's a bit of a highlight for them. So me doing my minibus license was the best thing ever. Well, thanks for that. But can you tell me a bit about your own background and how you first got involved with Capital Kids Cricket? Right, my background of cricket is non-existent, right? It was by sheer, I don't know if you call it luck, but my son played cricket. My son's 29 now, but when Aidan was like seven, started playing cricket in school and really enjoyed it. So then he started at Stoner and Cricket Club, which was tiny then. I think there was only about 30 kids. So I used to go and help, you know, and my background was a TA. So I was kind of used to children, but not in sport. I bunked off every PE lesson I ever went to in school. I, you know, I wasn't sporty. But I kind of started thinking, like, I really quite like cricket. It's really calming and it's, you know, it's it's a nice thing for the children to play. There's less aggression than football and stuff like that. So anyway, I started doing the mummy runs, taking the kids to games. And then the guy that was running at the time said, why don't you go and do your level one? Because then you have a little bit of knowledge. Because I had no knowledge, you know. So this is like, what, 20 years ago, 22 years ago or something. So I went and done my level one. And that's it. I've been coaching ever since. <laughs> I just you've kind done, of. You've done yeah, level two now, though, haven't you? I'm a level two now as well. I am indeed. But it's just, it was more about, I think, with me, with cricket, with every sport, there's different levels of where you want to go. Now, me, I just prefer to be in the grassroots area, you know, getting the kids to have fun and believe in themselves. That's my level, you know. If I think that someone is in need of something more, then you just progress. And there's lots of us through the system. You just pass them along. But I, I like, I like the rough and ready kids. I like the kids that people go absolutely not. They're never going to be able to play cricket. Everybody can play cricket. At what level, it doesn't matter. But everybody can play. Well, that's important to get interest in the game. So you've now been working in the hospitals for 16 years, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 16 years. Yeah. And how many different hospitals do you actually work at? Um, so I do. So initially we started off at uh, Great Ormond Street and that was a three-month trial because it had never been done. So like um, Capital Kids was approached by Chance to Shine and basically said, look, we've got this project. Do you think you can deliver it? So um, Ray and I kind of went in a little bit like, what do we do here? You know, in a hospital, you don't know what, you just didn't know what to expect. So Ray had kind of set out all our lesson plans and it was like, this is what we're going to do. And you just go in and it's like, rip them up. You can't really plan anything because you don't know, you know, we could have a child in a wheelchair. The majority of the children have cannulas. You know, you'll go on the wards, you know, and it's, it's, yeah, you just have to kind of thinking on your feet. You know, you have to be, be prepared to think on your feet and just be, we become like actors. It's, we're like this double act that goes in and just, you know, you do what you need to do to get the kids to interact and it's work, it works, it works. So that's Great Ormond Street and then Evelina. Children's Hospital, you know, connected to St Thomas's. We've been in there about 14 years. And then I do um, Collingham Child and Family Centre, Lavender Walk and uh, Chelsea 
Chelsea and Kensington Hospital. So they're walking, they're all in a big bubble. They've got about six, seven sites. Um, the Royal Free. I do a lot. I do, all, yeah, I do all of them. Oh, the long, UCH as well. How long are you in there for when you go in on a day? Uh, we're in for the whole school day. So nice. we'll go in. So we'll go in for the whole school day, and they, you know, so it's proper PE lessons. Yeah. You know, it, it's very structured. So you go in. We're on the timetable, and it's PE day. And then you know, some will play cricket, but then you know, if the kids are in their wards and are on their beds, we then adapt to what they can do at that time. So like, I kind of made up this game. We do a basketball game, for example, with a beach ball. So the kids would be in their bed and we do the whole knee, rise up the beds. And, you know, the curtain pole? Yeah. That holds the, that's their basketball net. Oh, right, yeah. You know, and it's just about learning what you can use in that environment. Some things don't work and you literally have to take it on the chin and, you know, never be afraid to kind of say, mm, let's just, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And you just go on, and it and it's it, it's proven to have it's good for their mental health. Must be, yeah. you know. Some of the children we don't even do anything with; we'll just sit and talk to them. You know, they want to talk, and I'll talk. You know, I can see you can see I talk. I talk all day long if I had to. <laughs> and do you get a lot of support from the doctors, nurses, parents? Yeah, in the beginning, it was a bit confusing for them. They're like, "Hang on a minute." We're coming in, you're doing PE, you know, and the parents will go, oh, no, my, my child can't do PE. We say, no, we're not going to make them run around the wards. It's when we say PE, you know, it's hand-eye, it's fun stuff, hand-eye coordination. We might do a bit about it, whatever. And 90%, 95% of the time, they, they, they're fine with it. You know, we have doctors join in, the nurses join in, and it's got to the point now where, we're so well known in the hospitals. It's like, yeah, you know, great and Denise Day. And it, yeah, it just works for everyone. Works for everyone. It's brilliant. And I read somewhere that you, you were talking about acting, that you dressed up in a Harry Potter outfit one day as well. <laughs> right. So my very first lesson at one of the Chelsea sites, the children wasn't really feeling it. Like they're kind of looking at me like, what are you doing? And I said, you know what? We we can do we can do PE anywhere you like, and I'll do anything that I need to do. So I went into their dressing up box and dressed up as um, Harry Potter, and we went out into their little space and we played cricket. So I played cricket in a big pointy hat, you know. And we've adapted it where I actually had the children pretending their cricket bats was uh, was playing Quidditch, you know. So and it yeah, and it's just. It's about just letting them know that it's all about having fun. Well, just just about um, Harry Potter, but um, Daniel Ratcliffe, the Harry Potter, is a big cricket fan. So uh, let's hope he hears about it. Yeah, I hope he does, and maybe he can see how you can play cricket <laughs> in Quidditch mode. It's brilliant, honestly. And you, you meant you, you've mentioned several times Ray, um, your sort of dream team member. This is Ray Tudor, who's. Uh, Alex Tudor, the former England fast bowler's brother. So what's it like working That's with right. Ray? Ray, do you know what? That he's just an absolute ledge. He he I've known Ray for many years. I knew Ray before I actually worked there because he actually taught my son when he was at London schools. But Ray is just the genuinely the nicest guy I've ever worked with. And we just bounce off each other. 
you know, I've known him for so many years now that I don't have to say anything and nor does it. We just look at each other and we go, nah, you know, that's not working. Yeah, he's a dream to work with. Dream to work with. So summarising where you're working and um, what you're doing at the moment, uh, Denise, you're working three days at the Chelsea Hospital, uh, going into the hospital, and you're doing one day a week on a Tuesday with Evelina um, via Teams. And you've also won some awards. I, I read that in 2012, you were a torchbearer at the Paralympics. Um, I was indeed, again, with my sidekick. Right, um, yeah. Yes. So basically, we so we done the the twenty four hour relay. Um, so there was Ray and I, and then two other coaches from Surrey. I think that was doing the blind, the the, the visually impaired cricket at the time. Um, so we done, yeah, we done ours from Evelina Children's Hospital around to the London Eye. Huge honour, huge honour. And and it was to do with your work with Send Children, is that right? That's right. So that was that was we was nominated for our work at Great Ormond Street. And this is um, um, children with special educational needs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because don't forget that the special educational needs, the, the umbrella is huge, huge. So um, obviously uh, within the children's hospitals, you know, you've got children that are poorly, but you've also got children that are siblings. You know, so a lot of the time people don't seem to realise that when the child is in hospital, the effect it has on the family is phenomenal. So, you know, some children actually have to move in, especially if they're outside London, a lot of them move into London to, so they, they, you know, their child can be treated, but they have to bring the rest of the family with them. So we have, we have children that are coming to school but there's absolutely nothing wrong with them except that they you know their poorly little brother or sister is upstairs on the ward so you know it's a mm, it's a tough one but we meet ev- all, all manner of children it's certainly an area area of education that the vast majority of people would never have heard of you must get great job satisfaction i have to admit i i, I absolutely love my job you know, and don't tell anybody, but it's so much fun. I'd like, it's not really like working. <laughs> just, I absolutely love it. Love it. It's probably one of the only people I know that can say, I actually love going to work. I love my job. Love my job. Well, that's fantastic to hear. And you also won a Chance to Shine No Boundary Award in <laughs> November 2019. I've, I've seen you all glammed up on the... Uh, on the screen here and cuddling Ryan Sidebottom in one scene as well. Oh, yeah, Mr. Ryan Sidebottom, yeah. So I won that. Um, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about it at all. Um, it was a bit of a shock. Great honour, great honour. But the, the the thing with Ryan as well, there's a little story. I don't know if you, you heard my, my um, when I was up on stage. No, no, no. Right. So anyway, there was a little story. So when I first met Ryan Sidebottom was many, many years ago. There was a group of children from Great Ormond Street and the UCH. We, we, we went over to Lords to meet the team. The England team were training in the indoor school. So anyway, when they'd finished training, they came up. Ryan came up to um, meet the children. You know, he's just a gentle giant. He's a lovely guy. But one of the children was an amputee. So he actually said to Ryan, um, can you sign my leg? 
And he, he kind of looked at him and he went, yeah, 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 all right then. So the kid actually took it off and handed him his leg. And it, and it kind of stuck. So that was where I first met Ryan. And he's just a smasher. He's a smashing guy. Like he ended up doing stuff with me during lockdown. You know, so yeah, he genuinely—he's a nice guy. You should interview. He's an—he was, yeah, he's good. He's good. Good. And Denise, you recently featured in the Daily Telegraph sports supplement with an article by the sort of esteemed writer, cricket writer, Skilled Berry. What was that day like when he came in to see you? Oh, that was brilliant. It was a, it was a really fun day because he got right, he got stuck in and he joined in all the sessions and um, yeah, it was an amazing day, amazing day. I think it was a bit of an eye opener to him as well as to what levels we will go to to get a child to interact. <laughs> so there was balls flying everywhere and yeah, it was great fun, great fun. And I know he was quite humbled by it because it is a, it can be quite an emotional place to work, you know, and I think he see that side of it, that it's it's not just about, you've got to remember that some of these children are so poorly, you know, and they still want to join in and, you know, get out of their bed and, you know, hit a ball around their room. And it's, yeah, it was a great day, great day. Um, what, what hospital was that one at? Um, so he came to, um, he came to Evelina, but he also, this was the one at the, um, Birmingham, not Birmingham, Bristol, um, Royal Infirmary. So he'd kind of seen us in a few different sites, which were very different as well. But yeah, so, and then he pulled it all together for that. And mostly it was an amazing article. Honestly, I was quite, I was, yeah, I was very honoured and flattered by it. And he mentioned in the article about um, a company designing some new piece of kit for you, uh, some ball machine. Oh, yes, Bowler. Bowler's going to make us our own bowling machine, especially for the hospital, uh, which is amazing. So I've had balls sent over so we can check the weight and the size. And so basically it's going to be a portable uh, bowling machine and it's going to be able to like turn around, sit on the table, turn around and the balls can fire out so we can slow it down. And if the kids are in their beds, the balls can shoot and they can catch them or, you know. So, yeah, it's a really, really brilliant idea and it's never been done before. So we will get be the first ones to have one. Exciting. Well, that sounds exciting for the, for it the is children. Exciting. Yeah. Well, we always have a, a part on our show when we ask people for their favourites. Um, in cricket and I just wondered if you've got a favourite batsman and why I don't really you haven't I don't really I don't have any favourites no I don't to be fair I don't really watch much cricket because I don't have time oh, you're too busy enjoying your work aren't you I yeah absolutely. And, and to be fair in my house shame on me for saying it but no one in my house will have cricket on <laughs> Not even your son, no? He doesn't live with me now. Ah, he doesn't. He's right. a big boy now. He's off doing his own things. But, um, yeah, Aidan doesn't. Aidan gave up. Aidan gave up playing cricket. So have you, been to watch some, have you been to watch some cricket, though, at all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, if I had to say the last time I ever went to watch a match, I was probably watching, like, Mark Butcher and... Oh, Mr. Vampercash and people like that. Do you know what I mean? So, oh, so you're going when to the I, Oval. I got, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I like the Oval. I like the Oval. There's nothing wrong with Lords. I love Lords, you know, and I'm obviously Middlesex all the way along, but I just think that the Oval is very homely. Yeah. It's a homely ground, you know. Well, so. it, well it, it, um, it had a very good name change the other week, obviously the Oval as well, didn't it? It did indeed. It had our boss, Mr. Rattan, had his name up there. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it was a great honour for all the work he'd done. And the future, Denise, when do you think you might get back to some sort of normality and some cricket coaching in the hospitals? Oh, honestly, I, I think once it gets a bit warmer and we start getting this vaccine rolled out, I cannot wait for the day that I can take those kids out to the park and play cricket all day, all day. I think our last cricket game was July um, in Holland Park with pizza delivery. Oh, you, also get, the day. Yeah. you also get a chance to take some of them outside as well during the, the, during the summer, yeah? So the children at Chelsea can come out of the hospital, yeah. So um, we, we've done trips, we've done, you know, I... I we drove to Chessington in July. Um, so they are allowed out these, these particular children, which is a bit of a blessing for, for them. So, yeah, we've had sports days. I've done a sports day with them in July. And they love cricket. This is the thing. These guys love cricket. So it will be wonderful to get them back out again. I'm hoping, I'm hoping by May it will be back to normal. Thank you very much for being with me on the paddock and the pavilion. And uh, keep up the good work. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's it's really good. I, I'm quite chuffed that you've actually interviewed me. You know, because I'm not really. I'm just doing what I do and I love. You know, but um, thank you very much, Steve. Well, you're doing a fantastic job, and keep it keep it up. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Paddock and the Pavilion. You can download the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Stitcher and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Pad and Pad. Sports Social Podcast Network.